Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. I'm Ryan Getzlaff. You're listening to Missing Curfew. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew Up Dog Mondays. Interview Mondays. This one better than the other. Yeah. Look, what kind of what color is that shirt? Salmon. Uh, the fuck to find <laughs> is what I'd say. This is a. Uh, it's you, colorful. You always impressed me with your colors, bro. Thanks, I gotta man. be honest. But you came in last year varsity. What'd you have? Victory green because the Eagles won. Now you yeah. got salmon because you're gonna have some sashimi or whatever. But you're looking fresh, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, I might go for the you know after this maybe a little lunch at Big Canyon. Yeah, and uh, maybe I'll go for the bento box. So. <laughs> uh, you're a beauty. Up dog, we got our boy Ryan Gatslev in studio. We do. Um, what a treat. Been playing some love golf with them, playing some pickleball with them. Uh, you know, just gonna be fun to catch up with them here and, and uh, have him in studio. When we got him, he spent the time here between here and Nashville. But uh, we got Ryan Gatslev coming at you, my man, Fella. Captain Getsy. Back up the Brinks truck. <laughs> I wore this for you. I, I wore that. this for you because like it, you backed it up a few times. What time are we playing? Are you? What time are we playing today? Eleven. Do you put anything in your calendar, or like a reminder of anything, or like? I got so much fucking the kids. kids. It's just, I, oh I everyone has kids. The you can't use kids as an excuse. You can't use kids. I have four. The calendar. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think like, like whenever she needs something, I put it in the calendar. And then all the rest, I just fucking ad live it all. Yeah, see, I I think you should start putting it like nine o'clock in studio get slap. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I knew it was either nine or nine thirty. That's right. That's thirty minutes. That's thirty minutes. That's thirty, <laughs> thirty, minutes. That's 30, 30 minutes. minute window. Thirty minute window. It's nice to know you really value my time. <laughs> and I know, but I knew I'd text you around eight fifteen and just figure out which one it was. I know, but can I tell you something? About, can pool, I tell you though, something about those texts that you're starting to send me every morning to remind you? <laughs> Start irk me the wrong way a little bit. Like, nah, I'm, I'm are you not an assistant? I guess not. Your I, I guess so. He's like, hey, it was nine o'clock. I'm like, I don't oh, know. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you're either running a couple minutes late, so I'll take more time with the kids or whatever, you know? Who's running late? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who's running late, boys? Who's running late? <laughs> Oh, we're uh, gonna have a little marriage counseling session here, boy. Don't yeah, get no, you a bunch. I got enough of that. I'm kind of a counselor here. Right? Uh, yeah, no, I'm just giving. I'm giving you a hard time. Though. I'm giving Christ. Hard time. I keep um, pushing them off. Yeah, I mean, I think we should just keep rolling right into this thing, right? Yeah. In studio, our boy Ryan Getzy. Getzy, thanks for jo- joining us here, buddy. This is the first time you've seen Hall Pass, right? You've, it is. You guys had, have upgraded a little bit. Yeah, we had you at Action Park. Yep. Where. We had no idea what we were doing at that time. Now we have. We just knew we were drinking. Yeah. We drank a lot back yeah. then. Did yeah. we drink when we had John the first time? We did, yes. Yeah. 9 a.m. You brought the Sprinter van for I was kind of wondering when that was going to happen. Well, is the bar yeah. closed here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we professional now? Yeah, you. there isn't a Coors Light fridge here, though. No. Like concept. If you would have caught us a what couple. What the hell is Al doing? If you would have caught us a couple months ago, drinking. we might have been able to get you some beers. Unfortunately, here at Missing Curfew, uh, much like everyone else, it's, it's cutting cost time. Yeah, there's a, a lot of weed around here. Our, our, our guy, Binger, back there, oh, yeah. he rolls joints as he does all the. Oh, there you go. All the notes for the. No, then I'll fall asleep here at the table. So. <laughs> we can get we you. don't want to get there. We can get you an edible. Oh, yeah. Again, we, that'll put me to sleep here. So let's just maybe. <laughs> we do often joke a lot here at Mr. Curfew about the Getzlav special with the coffee and Bailey's. Now, is that a consistent thing still going on uh, at the Getzlav residence? That is a consistent thing. Um, yeah, there you go. I, I, my dad does it. It's been religion yeah. for my dad for yeah. years. So tough yeah. on the guts, though, eh? It gets the bubble guts. Going, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to get used to that kind of dairy going, mix yeah. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Does Hopefully it, you're not lactose intolerant. Does, does it clean you out though? Oh, Get yeah. you helps you go. Get you yeah, going yeah. like that colon broom, bud. <laughs> yeah, I was using that for a bit. You ever heard of this stuff? The old colon broom. No, Lupo got me onto it. Oh yeah, it's a little natural fiber. Tastes like strawberries. Hmm. Mix it in a glass of water. Make sure you drink two more waters after. 
massive case of dry mouth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I haven't got I that. don't need any help, though. I don't know how this is a tough way to start. I don't need any help in the morning, though. I just have my coffee, and it's like, look out. I'm, yeah, I'm, coffee is. I'm I don't know if it's the coffee or the Bailey's, but <laughs> yeah, starts the day right. How, how many How many do you have? Just a couple or one little bit? Usually two. Usually two. What about when yeah. you two cut? Cups, what about when you play? Did you sort of cut you off? Yes, no, you're good. Talking. Two two Bailey's and coffees in the morning? That's well, he's 6'4". Look at him. Yeah, no, no, no. That's when I get right. up early. That's so all right. Like, I'm up at, you know, 6 a.m., 630. Was yeah, it, let um, me ask you this though for you guys. Was the deuce at home before the rink or at the rink when you got there? Like ooh, in the morning. The rink. At the rink. <laughs> Do you remember how stinky? Fuck that single pint. <laughs> no, that sing- this is a terrible way to start no, no, a show, no, no, by listen, the way. Listen, right? Do you remember how stinky at the old fucking... <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Oh, ice, oh my God. There, there was just two... You smell no, like you were basically in a square... <laughs> Uh, cement room. So yeah, and there was like know. there was the there was the shitter, then the main room, and then the trainers' room, and it was just right there. And it was just like you walk in the morning, like morning fellas, like oh oh. <laughs> it was kind of like prison. <laughs> <laughs> we were like the only difference was we had a door on it. Yeah. But even at but, prison, uh, they give you the double ply uh, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the National League, like I, I was always an advocate for the you know the triple ply, with yeah. the aloe on there. Well, of course. No, you, got, you got that soft skin, hey? Yeah, but sometimes I mean, you sit on there. Sometimes you're like, I don't need to tape my stick. I'm just going to stay on this thing for a while. There you here. go. I, I would say there, there's not a whole lot of two-ply going through much no. NHL rooms. I mean, I was a suitcase wherever I went. I mean, he spent Nashville, definitely there was not two-ply there. <laughs> I think I even talked to the trainers like, boys, come on here, right? Let's get her started here, you're man. coming in with your own whack. <laughs> just placing Costco orders. <laughs> Charmin over the shoulder. Hey, boys, morning here. Throw that at the shitter for the boys. But... Speaking of old Anaheim ice get slab, I went to a Ducks game and there's a new little club down there that Loomis there hooked is. me up with. Have you been, have you, that was there when you were your last couple of years? No, no. Just open this season. So have you seen it? Yeah. The impact club. Sick. Yeah. It's nice. Makes nice. They're, really, they're really creating an impact on the squad. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it's something you can go there. <laughs> Great and, for the fans. Yeah. Like Nashville's is all time. Have you been to Nashville's underneath? You, you were there in the playoffs. Yeah. They built out that hole underneath the thing is, is a, is a, club bridgestone club or something it's awesome yeah, yeah it's players nice. get they can go down and watch the guys walk out and stuff yeah, and the guys walk right through it onto the ice so it's kind of good he's like uh 40 40 by 20 yeah. it's a massive tv with a big bar waitresses good for the players too right i mean if after you, the game is great well, just I, I, the one game i went to i just like was keep my eye on zegris walking through there right oh, yeah. and there's girls up there and he's <laughs> just looking i'm like this is probably even easier that for these. Sound like yeah, that's probably even easier for these kids nowadays. But I thought it was, I thought it was a nice touch by the Ducks. Just trying well, to like, I don't know. One thing about the Ducks, I think they try to do as much as they can with PR and social media, and they're trying to make it more of a better environment there. Besides yeah, they, the product on the ice, they are. And then you know the building experience has been better this year. Yeah, uh, from the music, everything. So they've been definitely trying to upgrade that stuff and and get back and you know, where we want to be. Yeah. So I'm sure some fans are listening. What, what exactly is your role right now? You're just going to games and, and hanging out and doing stuff on that side of the, of the business with the ducks. Yeah. What's your, mean, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Tell the fans what you're doing. as much as I wanted. But, um, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, it's been kind of a learning year. Um, getting out of the game and um, trying to, you know, feel my way around that kind of world and the corporate world and stuff. So uh, I've been at some games and uh, I try to make it as much as I can. when I'm not, you know, busy with my kids, but um, family's been able to go to a few games and uh, and watch the boys and try to help out in that way. Is there a is there a lane that you'd like to kind of like be in for as far as like the business the side? Fast of it? lane like the updog. <laughs> yeah. You want to be in the fast lane with the updog? He always used to tell me to slow down. Yeah, he'd be like looking at me. Across, he he's on the bench, <laughs> fucking up. He slow down. Over here. <laughs> you know, somebody. Yeah. Um, so up, he wanted to play on the Olympic size ice. <laughs> Kept running to the board. Oh, I was in my element overseas. Yeah, but yeah. No, I guess I asked because, you know, it took me a little bit of time. It took Obi time when we were done. Figure out what lane, if it's media. And I mean, if you want to jump in here, there's always a spot missing curfew. We're looking at a guy. Yeah, well, sure. I don't um, know if we can afford you, but. You know, and TNT's got a spot now too. Eh? You look good on camera. Oh, yeah, but, but anyway, like there's, I guess for a player, and, and you've only been away from the game now a few months, you know, half a season, but it takes a little bit of time to figure out what role in hockey or, you know, in the media that you'd like to be in. And have you kind of figured that out yet? Like, are you- I don't know if I've figured it out. Um, I've been trying to just kind of feel my way around and experience yeah. a few different things. And um, I wanted to do a little bit more in the management side of things, um, but it hasn't really panned out this year um, as far as getting right into it. I kind of thought I wanted to step away, um, but as l- the longer I was away, the months went by where I was just like, yeah, I'd rather be doing something. I can't, sure. not, I can't really not do anything. Um, 
I'm a little bit too passionate about the game still, I think. So um, we'll see how the years go here. Do you miss like the smell of the rink and stuff? Have you been going to the rink or what's the... Yeah, I miss... Well, I miss the locker room. I miss yeah. being with the boys and stuff like I'm sure everybody does when they you finish paychecks? the game. <laughs> paychecks? Are, yeah, I got a couple What do you miss more? The dressing room or the paychecks, guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Somehow, uh, the perfect world is you end up getting like that, that buyout, eh? That you just get for the next 10 years. Well, like, like the guy, the, the, the baseball player, Davis. Like, imagine you were retired in the next 15 uh, years. Bobby they're, Bonilla. They're, yeah, they're going to uh, give you a... Th- 2.5 million each year for the next 10 years. Yeah, that would have been nice to work out. Yeah, huh? that would help retirement. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you'd be okay like, with that. I, I feel like, you know, it's not a career until you get bought out, eh? Like, it's not <laughs> yeah, a- that's true. <laughs> it's not a career to get. Uh, you, you were never, you never bought out either, were you? No. How did I you wish. never get bought out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody woke up in the morning the thinking, how did, did we sign this guy? How did Doug Armstrong not half say fuck all? Yeah, yeah. all. Like, well, it's not even worth buying him out. He's only making seven fifty. How did Dale Tell not wake up and say, I'm cutting this guy the last two years to save me fucking whatever? No, I I, you know this. what? You can thank Kotlowitz and Jerry for that one. Because oh, I had it on go. my contract. I know. No termination. What? Yeah, and, and no trust me. Jesus, your agents are better than mine. <laughs> and trust me, Dino tried to fucking gas me about it. No, no matter what I do, no termination. Eh? <laughs> we were all part of the uh, sports corp, right? Is that what they're yeah. called? Jerry Joe, Jerry Joe, Manny, Con- Manny. Yep. Yeah. TSC. Not even they could save me at the end, though. And no. they were starting to feel. They tried I, hard, though. I said, Jerry, listen, buddy, I'm not expecting you to pull a rabbit out of the hat here, fella. Yeah. I mean, you're not. You can't reinvent the wheel for me, but no, they tried their best. When, yeah, when there's only th- so much an agent could do, you know, bribe yeah. people. I know. I said, uh. listen, can you change the last three years of my career? Because if we just go back, I think I got a chance. I can yeah. start this thing over for the last three years. I'm last three? Okay, five, maybe. Maybe five. Maybe <laughs> five. Hey, you think back to those boys. Like, well, we met them when we were really young. Obviously. Yeah. But can you imagine, like, the grind, those guys, Western League, living in Edmonton, oh. finding new young players, talking to their families. Trying beautiful to in Edmonton, though. Yeah, especially yeah. this time yeah. of year. River Valley. Especially yeah. this time when, of year. when those leaves change and the water starts to, you know, freeze. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, what water? <laughs> Even when I watch an Oilers game and they show downtown before yeah. the start of the third, I'm like, that's still, they're doing it better than it really looks, right? You look at it on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well they've tried to clean it up. That rink cleaned it up a yeah. little bit at least. It's a sick part. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is beautiful in the summer, besides the mosquitoes and the. But it's nice that you can play golf. Those are mosquitoes. <laughs> Birds. It's nice that you can play golf till 10 o'clock there. That's in the summer. That's yeah. about. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Yeah. And you got cactus clubs and joys. And, well, we yeah. used to go in for a loopsies tournament every year, right? For yeah. 10 years straight. It was fun for two days, but I was ready to get the fuck out. has been up to the. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I went to a golf tournament Mac. up in Fort Mac. <laughs> we talked about this last time, I we think. Did, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. You got your little what fucking bird. We went bird. You got your little shitty bird. <laughs> yeah, you got me a nice private. We had a PJ. We went up there. We'll call it a PJ. We'll one, call that a jet? One propeller or two. One propeller or two. They had a safety one on the back in case it failed. You'd be flying around a circle like a one legged duck. Gets, I want to know when. First of all, how happy were you when fitness day was going on and you didn't have to oh. do it? Like, just talk me through, like, when you woke yeah. up and you knew those poor bastards, that's got to be one of the days when you're like, oh, this isn't bad. I'll have my two billies and coffee, hang out my kids. Did that feel good? Because it oh, felt good for me, my first Did year. it ever. Yeah. We, I actually went by the rink. Did you? Just yeah, to, I always say hi to the boys. Just to rub it in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I tried to get that in my contract the last couple of years that I didn't have to do fitness testing. You got to put it on. You yeah. You got didn't to be work. the guy looking at the guys while they're on the bike. Like, yeah. Come on, you pussy. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> dig, a wor- dig, worst dig. day every I, single year. Every year. I yeah. used to dread it so much, but it was such a great feeling after, no? Yeah, after it was all right. I, it didn't feel very good. I was trying not to puke. My hips were sore. Talk yeah. about the feeling. The feeling was insane. You're like, I, I only worked out all summer just for this stupid day. Stupid day. And now I got to get through camp, but at least we get to... Uh, I had to start myself for three weeks for that day too. So yeah, I would go did. eat after. I was like, oh, fuck, that's good. Straight go. to Hooters for weigh-in. Yeah, yeah. Huh? The next day I, w- I weigh in. I weigh in at 2.32. Next day I come in 2.39. They're like, what happened? I'm like, just I had dinner. I just had dinner. I just had, just had dinner. But <laughs> I haven't eaten two weeks. The worst is you got to get up and give the blood in the morning. And then you're walking around. And remember the thing that used to drip in your eye? Oh, yeah. And then you're fucking blind from that. And they're, just, they're like, you want the STD test? You're like, fuck, do I really want it? Yeah, I guess I better do it in there. You're sitting there scratching your head. Do I really want yeah, it? You know what I'm talking about. I wouldn't check that box. (laughs) (laughs) You like to just fly blind, eh? Yeah, like I said, it's a fresh slate at the start of the year. You know what? Yeah. Don't even start off on the wrong foot. I, I would I would think about it. I'd be like, yeah, you better, you better give it to me. There was a long couple of weeks, right? I'm like, it's got to be 10 days. I'm like, fuck it. It's got to be. I've got to have a clean bill of health. They notify me if something was wrong, right? <laughs> They'd have to. They'd Going have to check with the trainer every once in a while. 
Did they, did they contact you? Hey, was you hear anything about that STD test? Did you guys hear anything about that? No, you didn't say that. You said, do you hear anything about my blood work? Yeah, boys, let's get the blood work back here. What's going on here? Fuck, I feel a little run down. I feel a little run down here. Getsy, what, what do you think it hit you like? I mean, for me, I, I went over and played in Europe. You know, I, I was yep. just hanging on by a thread. And finally, I just looked at myself and said, but you can. Strong thread. Yeah, I was a fucking thread. You know what? You know what? Cable. Hopefully, you were standing on cable. You knew what you knew what I knew. I was done, boys. I was in the playoffs in Austria, and I was taping. I was taping my own groin. I was putting my own groin thing on, and I'm like, I'm like to my deep partner. What was his name? Can't remember. I'm like, hang on to that while I put this tape on here, and I'm like, the fuck am I doing? It's over. The tensor bandage. The tensor bandage. You know, like through the thing yeah, around the other guy over here. <laughs> oh man. But for, but for you, like you, you can still play. Like you're playing at a high level for a lot of the year last year. When did you, you know, it was a couple months in the season. We're like, wow, this like, you know, I'm no longer throwing backhand sauce around out there. Well, no, I was still doing that. I just noticed that they were getting picked off. <laughs> no, no, Good I, uh, you know what? I just, I, I, you know, going into the, like we had that lockout or not lockout COVID year yeah, that was miserable. And, um, you know, and, the, and all the stuff at the trade deadline that year, I kind of like, you know, was envisioning retiring in Anaheim at that point. But then we thought about the trade, blah, 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 and um, ended up staying, um, went into the next season, basically knowing in my heart that that was going to be my last year. Yeah. So you knew going in kind of. I did. I, I kind of, I was, I was just kind of ready at that point. I knew that um, you know, throughout my career going into the NHL, all that stuff, I always kind of wanted to just be able to go out on my own terms. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I didn't know what that looked like. Um, but you know, last year was kind of, obviously I would have loved to make the playoffs and, and go on a little bit of a run, but, um, at least I was able to kind of go out, uh, on my terms, celebrate with the fans, all that kind of stuff. The organization did an unbelievable yeah. job. Um, at facilitating all of that for me. Yeah, it was special. We were there. I was yeah. drunk as a skunk in the suite. Yeah, you were. Talk about backhand fucking behind the back pass. <laughs> I bet you guys too. And you guys came out just buzzing two yeah. nothing. I'm like, here we go. And then the blues kind of turned it up a bit. Yeah. But you had a sick dish tender off. Yeah. That was that was fitting. But speaking of the COVID year, you know, I knew it was hard on you. I was texting with you a little bit. But for me as as a fan, I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I was texting up in loops and be like, boys, you got to turn it on. Get stuff's fighting every game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were fighting every fucking game. I was like, and you've always had that in you. But to me, I was like, look at this guy. Like, you're frustrated. That was just a natural reaction for you. Eh? You're like, fuck it. I'm going to go out and start chucking him, which I well, love. Well, I was, yeah. I, I mean, part of it was probably being grouchy. Yeah. Um, another part of it was, you know, we, we kind of had that team that we had young kids and stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of times we didn't have that fighter in the lineup anymore. So I still believe in that old school kind of mentality uh, of taking care of the young players and, and showing them, you know, that they can go out and play. Yeah. Um, you know, some of that's missing a little bit now. Um, but at the time, that was that was kind of always my mentality when, you know, if Terrors or any of those guys were getting after it was like looking after Perry when we were younger. Yeah, we're. <laughs> so Perry started a lot yeah, more of it then. Do you hear what John Cooper said about Paris? It was great. They asked him, how long do you think he can play? And John Cooper said, how long do worms live? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I was like, that's a great answer, Coop. That's a yeah, great yeah. answer. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to stop, does he? Yeah. No chance. So, yeah. No. He loves it, hey? He's got the, you, when you get the fire and you're, you're winning, it's like, it's, it's probably just like that fuel that you need, right? Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, they yeah, have an organization like, too that's extremely successful. Yeah, yeah. going to the rink and you're every around day is champions, awesome. right? You're around champs the whole time. You're not like the only champ. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're kind of like you, everyone walks the same way, the swagger, and you're like, fuck. Well, why would I ever give this up yeah. if my body can handle it? Yeah, I don't and, know. And he just he loves going to the net and getting greasy, yeah, right? So as long right. as he can continue and he that, and now he's not getting cross checked, so he's probably like, "Fuck, I can keep yeah. this going." Right? He loves it. Yeah, he's, he's like, no one's touching me." He's, he's like, like, "Nobody's hitting me." Back in, when he first came in, the, probably uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Now he's like, "I'll go here and just tip these pucks in." But yeah. goes and cross checks the goalie yeah. just to see what happens. No, they do have a good. I mean, we took him golfing at Big Canyon. Remember earlier in the year, boys? Like, yeah, obviously you won a championship, so you know what it's all about. But you can tell that they have that chemistry and they like being around each other and. They crush beers every other game when someone has a new record. Every year you yeah. turn on the game. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Huh? Right? Someone nice gets touch. a silver stick here, silver stick there. They're like, let's go. Yeah. So, Getsy, you've been watching some hockey. Um, now bit. that you're retired, the, kind of the perks is you can put a little of that, some of that hard-earned money on it. And our sponsor here is DraftKings. Me and the Updog, we bet. I've been getting my ass kicked. And you came in and, and you had some advice for the boys early. What was it? 
bet the over. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at us. He goes, boy, is this hockey bet things easy? Right. Just bet the overs. I'm like, sauce hockey shirts. Bet the overs. Yeah, bet the overs. Yeah, yeah, there there you go. we go. Bet the nice. overs. Getsy, babe. We'll fire your t-shirt. There you babe. go. What do you think about the game right now when you're watching it? I mean, it's fast, obviously, but there's a lot of room out there to make plays. And to me, it's just like the mistakes. Even you, when you came in the league, like you were held to a standard as a young guy, as a first rounder, that if you made a mistake, well, fuck, they sent you to the minors for a month where we were playing video games every <laughs> yeah. day. But like, Tiger when, Woods you, when, you, yeah, when you watch some of these young guys make mistakes and continue to get run out there, are you just like, ah, it's new hockey or does it piss you off a bit? No, it's hard. I mean, it's that's such a balance now. Um, yeah. the, the kids can't like, you know, if Randy was there and oh. talked to some of these young guys the way he talked to us and um, it, it, it would just bury him. So yeah. it's kind of like a it's a different mentality. And, and that's one thing I've noticed so much over the years. Even how I was leading um, had to change. That was kind of the whole, the whole thing with it is the way you talk to the players, the way you help them um, was, is just different. Yeah. So um, I think part of me would like to see a little more accountability when it comes to that stuff. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the way the game is right yeah. now. I would just like when a guy makes his third mistake to maybe just miss one shift. I have a seat yeah. there, but that's the third time you've turned her over. Just sit here yeah. for five minutes and just think about yeah. the fuck. Yeah, you it's were not doing. about. I mean, it, even, and the, even the kid day, should want to stay there. He well, yeah, just yeah, yeah. he's like, you know what? You know, I have it tonight. Coach. I that's, that's funny you yeah. say that because I some nights I make a couple mistakes. I'm like, that's it for me. Like, oh Brian, you're back. I'm like, guys, running me back out there again. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I fucking turn another one. I'm like, I gotta be done now. I gotta be done now. <laughs> like, please, it's just let me take my chin strap off. Seriously, that reminds me of when a couple years ago when Bruce was coaching and, oh, and we, we went into that, uh, we went into overtime. I had the one year where I just kept turning the puck over and over <laughs> Oh boy. And it got to the point where I just didn't know how to stop it. <laughs> Bruce is like, I can't put you out there in overtime. I'm like, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, well, what took so long, Bruce? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even have an argument for him. Poor Normally Bruce. I'd be pissed off. Like, what, what are you talking about? You need to put me out there. Yeah. I was just like, I can't blame you. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'll, I'll sit right here. Yeah. Poor Bruce, eh, Yeah. 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 Let me ask you what, what you remember about, like, having Bruce here. Because yeah. it was a, such a different coach than what you guys had. Yeah. Before. Yeah. We went from polar, polar opposites, basically. Yeah. But, um, you know, Bruce is, he's a great guy. Uh, unbelievable, caring man that um, absolutely cares about his players every step of the way. Um, and that's why he gets the, you know, the players to to do what they do. Um, he says so much success in the regular season. and um, I think that in doing that, um, it maybe hinders him a little bit in the playoffs uh, when things that need to get hard a little bit. Um, you know, I think that Bruce has an ability to to really care about his players, make sure that they're good, make sure that they're, make sure they're okay, um, which enables you to to feel comfortable at the rink no matter what the situation is. Do you think he's? Do you think age should be a factor for coaches right now? Like you know, these kids are young. We just talked about yeah. different kids. Yeah. Do you think like a guy going into his seventies? you know, should be maybe like step aside. And I'm just saying it could be anyone. I'm not just talking about Bruce, but yeah. it's, it's like hockey now. Like you need to be, well, you know, within 20 years of understanding how these kids are. Or do you think like a guy that's, that's old, like a Hitchcock or these, these, <laughs> He's Hitch. gone hitchy, huh? Hitchy's, like not, Hitchy's not coming back. If Hitch goes back, I'm fucking like that's he it. Tried, he tried. Hitchy's not coming back. Hitchy's not coming back. Hitchy's not coming back. Is Hitchy coming back? He tried it. Fucking and Dreisaitl is no. like, fuck this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, Dreisaitl says there's not enough room on the bench for him. Man. I, don't think, I don't think in today's age, like a 50-year-old gap between your 22-year-old stars and a 70-year-old guy. I just think that age. That's know, the hard thing with, I think, because most of the young players are the stars. Yeah. So you have to be able to deal with your star players. That's you you're know, not talking in, in to any men. organization. You're not talking to men, right? So you have does to coaching deal with... have any appeal to you? You know what? I never thought it would. Yeah. And and Wardo's gonna give me shit if I ever start coaching because I told him all the time I'm not coaching. There's too much stupid video. Yeah. Um, you're right about that. But uh you know, recently I've I've thought more about it, about hanging out with um coaching staff a little bit. Um, but I think it's just my I want to make a difference. So like, I think from a coaching standpoint or management standpoint, I just want to be able to help the organization or something. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if I could ever head coach, uh, but I, I, I would be interested in it. And that brings me back to your point about the, the older coaches. I don't think it's bad to have an older coach as long as he surrounds himself with people that can deal with the younger players. Yeah. Um, whether that be people recently out of the game, stuff like that. Um, where you have that experience of dealing with that new generation of player. Can't you talk about Bruce and those <clears throat> teams you had? Obviously, you know, you won one young, 
when you're in the league, but you guys had some good teams for a lot of years. And if it wasn't maybe for the Kings and Blackhawks, like now that you've been away from the game for you know half a year, do you look back on those teams and be like, do you respect how good they were? You're like, fuck, I, I could have another one or two here. Like those teams you guys had each year were, were so far. I mean, there was a stat, the Calgary Flames from, from the years you played, you guys went like 20 and one against them or 20 and 0 against them. Like that's how dominant you guys were. Yeah, that was a rough stat, but um, <laughs> I was like, Calgary, I was on the, I was on the, I, I one loss there. I was like, I chipped into that. I was, <laughs> that's his part of that record. Well, that's one. The Honda Center played seven minutes. There's a Hitman jersey, fucking Getzloff jersey up <laughs> on the rafters there. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it does. I mean, you look back, the biggest thing that it made me do was look back to like how close you are and how, yeah. you know, those one or two decisions or one or two things can make such a difference. And um, there was a couple of years where I wish we were a little bit more aggressive, um, whether it be a trade deadline or whatever it was that I thought, you know, if we just added one piece, yeah. um, but it's easy to look back and say that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess more like the, the pride and the consistent factor of yeah. how consistent you got, you were, and your team was, and every year me and this guy are waiting to get in. I'm trying to get into Lupul's place. Cogs is living there. He's waiting for <laughs> Fowler's place. I'm thinking, fuck, I'm cheering for the Ducks here, but I'm kind of hoping, you know, like, I wouldn't mind a place to live. Fuck, I'm staying with loops. I'm trying to have girls over. This is tough. Yeah. Right, you know? But just the consistent factor of every year, it seemed like you guys were going to the conference finals. Like, to me, that's a, it's hard enough to get in. Yeah. To let alone to go to the conference finals year after year or whatever you guys were doing. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, you know, I, I you know, like we were talking about before with Tampa, like, they just have that, you know, that organization right now that's going through those guys, that core group of guys are just pushing that team every year. And that's how I felt for a long time was yeah. that no matter what, we went into training camp, you know, with the expectation to make the playoffs and, and you know, and then once you're in, you kind of do whatever you do, but, um, they were, it, you know, it was great. It made hockey fun for a long time. Yeah. And say what you want about the Honda center. Now I was thinking this cause it was rocket for your last game. It was, and it could, like, it gets, it's given us a bad rap now, but back in the day when you guys were making those marches and winning cups, it, that place would get going. Well, it's, I mean, and that's the problem. It's orange County. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter or not even Orange County. It doesn't matter if you're the Lakers or anybody. If you're yeah. not winning, yeah. there's a lot to do here. So it's true. <laughs> it makes it tough, you know, and, and, you know, bless them down at the Honda Center, you know, trying new things to get people in the building yeah. uh, while they're going through this transition. Yeah. I want to ask you, Getsy, we, we spoke about it earlier about leaving on your own terms and that night was awesome. If Patty Kane and Jonathan Taves were to call you, and ta- ask you your experience with uh, making that decision. What would you tell these guys? Great question. Um, that sorry, that might be his best question ever. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Because <laughs> no, like, yeah. they're obviously their mind yeah. is probably going through the exact great same question. thing you, you, uh, you, you know, you just recently went through. And yeah. and them, you know, they got three cups each. Uh, their families are there. They've gave their life to the Blackhawks. Is there anything you tell these guys about your experience here with the Ducks? Um, I would just say. If they plan on playing, I think that, you know, going somewhere else isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, I think that I took a lot of pride in staying where I was um, and being in Anaheim and finishing in Anaheim. Um, I don't know that that's for everybody. Um, I think the passion of the game, you know, I look back now and think that had I gone somewhere else, I probably would end up playing four or five more years. Yeah. so it's kind of hard to say. Like, I think that if the passion for the game is still there and you want to, that can be a re- renewed passion. Um, they're obviously in a big transition where um, it doesn't look great. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I guess it's hard to, it's it hard to hard. say yeah, really because yeah. it's, you know, you have to balance those two things. But I would say if you, if you do want to continue to play, there's probably a good chance that you're going to go get another contract and you're going to kind of get a renewed life. Um, yeah. into the game and passion for yeah, it. Yeah, I think it just opens up a, a completely different door that you've yeah. never had open before. Yeah. Um, with life experiences, experiences for like your family and your kids and, and who knows, right? It, it, yeah. it, could, it could lead to another four years if your body holds up. Yeah. Um, to me, I always think that what you built here and what they've built there will always be there. Yeah. When I look at it from like the outside looking in and, and not being able to make that decision, obviously I played on seven teams, <laughs> but I, I look at it and I go, you have created a, like a lifetime of memories here. It'll always be here. Fans will always love you. The, yeah. the door will always be open for you. Um, you know, if your body holds up for it and you have that, make that hard decision to go somewhere else, it's like, wow, this team wants me to fucking help lead them to another Stanley cup. So it's, 
it's a big thing. And these guys have some decisions to make. They do. And it's, you know, I, I don't want to say I, I don't have any regrets in doing what I did. Um, but I guess looking back, I think that like, I, I like what you said, cause it, I think it will always be there. And in your mind, you kind of vision it. Like if I leave, is this all gone? Yeah. Like, is this whole legacy kind of gone? Um, and the reality is it's probably not, you, uh, yeah. you've been there for that long and did what you did. So, um, yeah, hey, it's it's a nice feeling. Like I went into free agency. I went. I didn't even sign till the day of free agency, and it was a great feeling having teams calling. And you know, I never yeah. went through that ever in my career where yes. I talked to other teams. Um, so it does give you that that sense that people want you again. And um, a lot of times when you're in an organization for too long, they take advantage of you. They get comfortable with yeah. the fact that you're just going to be there. So, See, got, there's there's two t- different ends to that feeling on on free agency, by the way. There right? is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so there, there's another feeling <laughs> where, where, yeah, where the phone doesn't ring. Hey, oh. you're, you're having a barbecue at the home. Hey, maybe you're having a barbecue. Maybe you got some friends over, right? You're, you're like, is this thing fucking on here? Why is it on here? Is this thing on? <laughs> Dad, we got no service. Hey, at what's the going house on here? here? Pay the Wi-Fi bill, Peter. What the fuck's going on here? But when it's a great question by the up dog, and when for you know, I've known you a long time. And when I looked at it, I, I wanted you to play in the playoffs one more time is how I looked at it. I was like, yeah. I wanted to see you play playoff hockey. You're at your best there. You're at your best when you represented, you know, our, our country of Canada. And to me, I was like, get to get out there and fucking give her one more slash a couple guys, whack a couple <laughs> yeah. guys, you know, because <laughs> that that's, that's nice, what huh? it brought to me yeah. as a fan and a friend. That's what I wanted to see. But uh, yeah. you know, you made the right, I think you made a great decision and being there the last night and witnessing it. It was great. I don't yeah. know if it was all the Crown Royal, but it was great. I think he can great. get back in shape oh. and maybe get back in. He's there. still not out of shape. shape but is these guys, I don't think he's out of shape. Well, I'm going to see him hit a driver. Well, for my game. I'm in good enough shape to slow the game down. I think he could play for Tampa. They slow it right down. Just oh, like, nice. Should we text Cooper? Me and Get Slav, how is this line? Get Slav, Perry Maroon. We'll get the band back together. That'd be the greatest line in hockey. What do you call it? Old yeah, old ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a nice time. obviously I brought up Canada when you represented, you know, I've, I've never seen you back check so hard when you put that Maple Leaf <laughs> on your shirt. But I remember watching you in Vancouver. I was at the Russia-Canada game. I tell up you a lot. That's the best hockey game I've ever been to. But Connor Bedard, a lot of talk's been around him. I know you watched him a little bit as a superstar player and a guy that's going to be a Hall of Famer. What do you think of him? I know he's only 17, mm-hmm. but what do you think of him watching him on a small sample size? Yeah, I thought he did good. Um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to really compare because I, I don't think I had the attention he has I know I don't know what it's like to be yeah. looked at as the next McDavid or Crosby or whatever it is. Um, he's obviously dealing with it in his own way and um, has done a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, you know, the game is so different. So that's you know, looking at players now is so much different than I would have looked at him 15 years ago. You know, 15 years ago I would have said, "Hey, he's too small. He's probably going to get yeah, killed out there." Totally. He gets to the NHL and play with men. Uh, it's a different game. Um, but the way the NHL set up now, um, you know, I think he can go on to have a great career and be very successful in the way he plays. And, um, you know, his attention to detail with the puck is incredible. So. Yeah. But to me, I, I can't believe I'm going to use this talking about someone's speed when it comes to talking speed here because I wasn't Ooh. exactly a speedster. Does his lack of speed, because you talked about it, McDavid, McKinnon. Yeah. It, it's just fast, fast, fast going. He likes to slow it down. And I love to watch it. But if you're a scout or you're a future GM or whatever, if you're looking at that, you're like, can he keep up? Or yeah. is he just going to play at his pace and he's that much smarter than everyone else? Time will tell, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's hard to it's hard to understand that because just for the record, I got called slow a lot <laughs> in my life too. So I know, but that's because you had your wallet in the back of your pants. I'm like, get some. You got hundreds falling out of your fucking pants out here, bud. <laughs> yeah, and you're a six four farm boy, so there's there's you know a little weight to be. Well, yeah, and you look around. slow. When you're taller, yeah, well, too, no, so. and you play no, but, but you played the game at your pace, which yeah, I yeah. loved about you. And, and yeah. I mean, the favorite thing about you is you're always low and slow in the middle. Fuck, I yeah, I, hey. I love that about you. Just give it to Getsy, but he kind of plays a similar style, right? He slows it down, and he, he so yeah, yeah. But some I, think, I think he still has the speed that he needs. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, to to break things open down the wing and stuff like that. With the Getsy GM goggles on, would you um, <laughs> would you invest right now for a lifetime of having him on your team? Connor McDavid moving forward at 28 or Connor Bedard right now at 18 moving forward with your team. Oh, wow. Wow. 
Like, so you got Con- you, you got Connor. But you got that hit. cup. You're coming out with some good ones today, Seriously. Pal, you got Kawhi. Yeah, Coffee and Bailey's this morning. That's why he's buzzing. You're hired. I've never seen him motivated like this. You're fucking hired. He's going to be a GM here. He's trying to get a job. He's trying to get a job out of you. But like, you know, you got an 18 year old kid, and if you scouted him right with your team, you are you know like what he's gonna where his ceiling is. Yeah, Connor McDavid is obviously the best player to probably ever put on skates. He still has another 10 years of his of his play. Yeah, but like, yeah, who would you like? <laughs> who would you pick? I'm 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 kind of at the belief that uh, that I would take Connor McDavid, yeah. the best player right now. Yeah, yeah. me too. I David, yeah. I don't you know because no matter what you scouted, no matter what you did, you've never seen him play in an NHL game. And yeah, so I would take the proven, proven guy over, over the future any day of the week. And yeah. I, I just think, I think, and you know this better than me because you're a great PP guy. When I watch Bedard play the power play right now, I'm like, this guy's going to come in and make an impact right away on the power play. Like the way he can seem it and walks and the way he releases it mm-hmm. five on five. I mean, he's only 17. He's about to be 18. I know he's young. I don't know if five on five is going to jump in like Connor McDavid did. So if yeah. you can have Connor McDavid right now, 28, I think Bedard's going to be a star. But it's going to take him some time to be a fucking superstar. And you know, the same argument was going on when Sidney Crosby was at his age and Connor was coming into the, and Connor McDavid was coming in. This Mm -hmm. question was probably asked scouts like, well, is he going to be Sidney Crosby? Can he be, you know, a guy that leads a team to Stanley Cup and will he win heart trophies and scoring titles? Because even Connor, like when Connor came in, he still had a lot to learn. Yeah. I mean, don't like his skill level and his talent was always there. Yeah. Um, And he had, he had the talent to kind of dominate a game. Um, but he only dominated the game when he had the puck. So he spent a long time yeah, that's yeah. A good point. figuring out how to dominate the game altogether. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's part of it too. Like if you would have said that back then, I would have taken Crosby. Yeah. Um, I know. Cause so Sid, it's... you know, again, is proven winner, but Sid at that time too was, was proven to understand how to play both ends of the rink and, and, and lead a team in that direction. Cause that's hard. It's not easy to be the the star player if you um, are just an offensive threat because it's hard for guys to follow that all the time. Do you think there's it's a great point? I I, I would have taken Crosby over McDavid up to three years ago. Is it, yeah. uh, three years yeah. ago, if you would ask me who's going to win you a mug, I would have said I'll take eighty seven down the pipe. Yeah, because that's the goal. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, to, I would take eighty seven. Best the- two hundred foot player. And McDavid was still flying back then, but now it's like when I watch him play, I'm just like, what is going on out there? To me, it's just. Who, who do you think's been in his ear this year to shoot more? Because he's obviously taken a step, like to be, you know, he's he's obviously going fuck you, fuck everyone. I'm going to score the most. Goals <laughs> fuck you, year. fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm out. He, I'm out. <laughs> guys, and and I don't know. Guess you remember this when Sid started to shoot the puck. It was like he was a whole different player, and I'm sure you had some coaches that were like, Getsy, I know you love to pass, but if you shoot now, you're going to score 50. Some coaches. <laughs> Who's in Connor's ear this year? Because he's shooting the puck way more. He's got 40 goals and 48 games. Crazy. How are you? But he's, he's on a mission. Is it something that he's done himself, you think, or is it does he have like someone in his head? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh him well enough to understand who's in his head or who's talking to him. Um, I think their staff obviously has been, you know, trying to make adjustments to his game because it's, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine having the best player in the world and not having the playoff success that they want. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's part of growing as a star player is understanding like, Hey, you know, what's, what's going to get us over the hump, not me uh, over the hump. Cause he can, I mean, he's going to put up, Hundred plus points every yeah. year. That's no. So maybe shoot more. So gets yeah, maybe it's like the, yeah, yeah, it gets them to the next level, or it or it even just shows. Like I had, uh, you know, Bob told me a couple times. Um, I had different coaches. Dallas told me, you know, at some point, Dally Wacker, Dally wanted me to shoot more, and not for the fact that I was going to score more, but just for the fact that it would show the other guys that we need to do something different or we need to do that. So. Um, Fuck you! I had a nice wrister. Yeah. You did. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great <laughs> question about the shooting. Once in a while, and I want to I want to give a shout out to Pat O'Brien Pitter here because he's been dying for me to bring this up on the pod, and I haven't had a chance. He oh, seems nice. to think on this that Gretzky told him. Oh really? He thinks Gretzky man, and Pitter has no. Uh, <laughs> Pitter has <laughs> Gretzky. That I don't, I don't, I don't know. Pitter's playing the Grove with Greta or not, but Pitter like seems that. to think that Wayne pulled him aside and said you should shoot more. Yeah, I, I think it's more along along the lines of what you said. Crosby did it at one point. I think star players just say, okay, I got to get better at this. Now he wants to shoot the puck. They don't get better at something else. And like, you see how fired up he got and when he scored his 40th, like he never, he, he celebrates, but like, uh-huh. you can see he got 40 the other night and it was like, he was just going, 
Like I'm not stopping. It's, it's, That's I good. see it's this man. He's, he is on a mission right now. Getsy, I said this to, to top dog in our podcast this week. And you know, we all agree with what McDavid's doing. The ice is unbelievable. But after the game last week, it's Tampa Edmonton on ESPN. Connor comes on with Scott Van Pelt and I'm sitting. All right, here's the greatest player to maybe ever lace him up. We're trying to sell our game. And he just, he doesn't give Scott Van Pelt anything like, is there a way that we can brand our game better down here? Like, I, I know Connor McDavid is not the most outgoing person, but it does. is it his responsibility as a star in the face of the game to try to be better? Or is it just tough? It's tough. You can't yeah. force that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to come across great if he's out there all of a sudden trying to be someone trying he's, to be not. Someone he's yeah. not. Um, yeah. That's the hard part. I, I completely understand that because I'm not, I mean, I can go on and talk, but I'm not charismatic in the fact that I'm going to, bury someone or I'm going to, um, you know, light up the headlines with some sort of quote. So, um, you know, that's, that's part of it. Um, it's just not in his nature, I guess, yeah. to, to do that. So, and it doesn't always have to be the number one star that does that. Um, you know, I lead that back to when I, when we first came in the league and Scott Niedermeyer was a captain. Norm. Norm. Good guy. Yeah. Great guy. But Rob well, Niedermeyer, good but, guy too. <laughs> average guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Scotty in our room, like people ask me all the time, like, is Scotty the leader of the locker room? And I was like, well, not really. Yeah. Scotty was just there. His, pay, his presence was there. His presence was felt. But Scotty only talked, you know, twice a year. Scotty's leadership was on the ice. Yeah, and then we and talked, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're, you're like, fuck, fuck, well, we better listen. Pissed, what happened here? Yeah, we better listen. But... But we had lots of other guys in that locker room that were the talkers, were the, you know, the guys that, you know, weren't the superstar on the team, but they had experience and they, they were able to kind of step to the forefront. So that's what I kind of attribute that to. Obviously, yeah. Connor has the stage and the presence uh, because of his game, uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be him to, to sell the whole thing. Yeah. That dressing room of the year, you guys want it. Like I, I was there until a couple of days before the deadline, but. What a room, huh? Like yeah, we, we, had, had nice we, we just had the veteran guys, the boy, and, and granted, we won. We yeah. won every fucking so game, but we just like the young boys and that. But like when it was time to practice, we went out there and snapped it around, and yeah. then it was after practice started. But that room, I mean, you you knew that it was something special in there. Right? Yeah. Well, because yeah. we come back from the bar every yeah. morning yeah, and tell yeah. the boys all the stories. Robbie so. Niedermeyer, fuck, he, he's a good chirper, wasn't oh, he? God. He was a good chirper. He's like, nice pseudo, Brian. Was that Hugo Boss? <laughs> yeah, I wore that junior bud. Oh. wore that junior bud. It hurt so bad because Robbie <laughs> always chirped and he would say it so quietly. I so know. you know it wasn't a show. He he's was like, just saying that? it for you. He'd come up to me and be like, hey, hey, bud, peaks and valleys, bud, peaks yeah. and valleys. Always. He's like, good hey, game last night, bud, peaks and valleys, bud, peaks and valleys. Oh, uh, the best Rob Niedermeyer story I ever told was Jiggy was – you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> did you hear this one? Yeah. No, but they oh, would go back and they forth. They go back and forth so much. And I've never, I've never been so uncomfortable in my life. We're in the dressing room and this was right at the time where Jiggy was kind of, Hiller was taking over for Jiggy a little bit. Yeah. And, and Hilsey was playing. He was starting that night and Jiggy came in after warm up and started talking about the game. And Robbie just looked across the room and he said, Hey, Jiggy, backups don't talk. <laughs> I almost crawled into my stall underneath. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> He's the best trooper ever. Oh, yeah, but they Robbie. had that relationship. So and then great. we would say to him, like, we'd be like, why you're there? We're like, yeah, hey, Rob, you're only in the league because your brother. How's it feel to be in the league because your brother, buddy? Oh, like, it's like, the greatest thing. Like, I, I, like the human clock killer, we call him. <laughs> He's a good man. I guess Boy. he's up in, in BC farming. Yeah, he's just living in the bush. Living in the bush. Yeah, he's hard to even get a hold of now. Good man. I love no that. cell service up there. No, I bet. I no. bet. It's nice to be able to call your big brother and say, hey, can we come win a cup? Yeah, hey? I know. Fuck it. Can, <laughs> I come, can I come play with you? Can I come play with you and just dump bucks out? And- <laughs> Jersey won't take me, so <laughs> can you come here? Yeah. In all seriousness, though, that third line of Paulson, oh. him, and Moen was fucking money. Yeah, they were unbelievable. Money. Yeah. Great. What's your, uh, this is just talking about old school days. What's your first, like, National League moment that you felt like when you think back, like when your first, you know, I think you started your first game was in Chicago, right? It was. Look at you. I remember that because I got a text. Hey, uh, <laughs> you got a text from Luke. I got a text yeah, from Luke. Hey, it wasn't exactly the madhouse back then. Either, what do you got in Chicago? I'm like, I got a couple good restaurants for you. Yeah. So, what you what, what's your first, like, when you think back of like your biggest early moment in the NHL? What, what do you think about that first meal? Yeah, that first meal. Yeah, that meal. you the credit card. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit. When you recommended that restaurant that first night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What a restaurant. <laughs> set the tone. But, you set the tone for his whole career up yeah, to that restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one. <laughs> Loops didn't Stay do a lot up. for me in my career, but he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure he did. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that we had, um, you know, that, that first game was incredible. Obviously, it, like you said, it wasn't really the madhouse no, back then. No. Uh, but it still still holds that special place, I think, that I loved going back there all the time. Yeah. Did you score yeah. in that game? No, no, no. I didn't you score scored your very, first one in Detroit. I didn't score you? very much. Didn't you score, score your first, first one in Joe. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I liked you at 51, by the way. 51 in the eggplant teal. That on no visor. Uh, no, I think it was Legacy. Oh, I think Manny man, was in that night. Manny Legacy. I think so. Manny Legacy. Yeah, I liked the old teal of eggplant. You, they were you, nice. They were nice. 51. Yeah. What was pairs wearing back a then? Egg. 61 egg or gloves. Yeah, 61 yeah. pairs is 61. Pairs should be wearing 61 right now. <laughs> pairs, fuck, he got just manhandled the other night. Down the corner, comes up. He's just motherfucking the ref. Just up and down them. They're like, get in the box. Who was it? Where were they playing? Vancouver. Speaking of rivalries, that Canucks Blackhawks quite isn't quite as chippy as it used to be. I was watching the game last night. I'm like, Where's like anything? Is. Where's Bully? Where's Bully <laughs> slash the twins? Yeah. Where's Buff? Where's Biaxkin? Where's Burrow's spitting on Keith? Like, what's going on here? This is brutal. But uh Getsy, let's let's talk about pickleball, brother. Oh. You know. I I, I listen, me and Updog, we played in a pickleball tournament the other week. Oh uh, yeah, how'd it go? We got, got great. We got. Oh work. really? We got. He work. almost tore his Achilles. I sprayed my ankle. Yeah, we got work. It was. It was the best. Pick- getting old. Huh? It was the best pickleball players at the course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, no. We were there, that, but but you, Jesus. you've picked the game up quickly. No respect, the guys huh? are like the guys at the club are like fucking get slapped two, two weeks. I'm like, buddy, he's gonna be a hall of famer. Like, but fun game, huh? Is it not a fun <laughs> oh, game? Oh, I love it. Yeah, it I keeps love you it moving out there. Our problem is we probably talk too much sometimes. Way too much. Yeah. Mid play. <laughs> That's the problem. We're not we're not talking in between. Mid play where you're yelling about something stupid. Yeah. That's the time I get to see us, so I'm just bullshit with him. Eh? He's like, yeah. let's focus it. Like we've given up some like eight one leads where I look and he's like, yeah. Okay, we better start digging in here. Do yeah, you, I'm uh, like, you want to do something? Stop yelling at caddies when they go by. This guy's this guy's hey, best Wiz. friends are the caddies. It's unbelievable. Listen, it's I get along better at my at Big Canyon with the caddies and the staff than I do the members. Yeah. I, they're more my people, right? That's, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. more my people. Like, I can't wait to see it come in there one day and you're wearing the shirt name tag and serving us breakfast no listen I, I, you know you may see one day is me caddying you may be yeah. texting me say go you want a loop i'll say fucking right instead I of losing that. 500 you gotta give me 100 yeah you gotta give me 200 that's okay, awesome nice day. i caddied the other day, <laughs> nice day. my buddy brent briscoe you caddied. i did we're at uh we were out in marietta what was it qualifying for something qualifier for, for the farmers oh, oh nice yeah. yeah that's this weekend no Come we on. played in a hurricane though you gave a couple bad reads eh cost yeah. of the fucking farmers open yeah it was tough was he bad? Gr- re- was, was he grinding or was oh, he? Oh, it was 20, loose 25 or? mile an hour wind. Yeah, so it was brutal. That's where you're like, boy, should we just play tomorrow? Let like, this calm down a bit here. Oh, Especially when you're caddying. I'm like, I'm going to carry this bag. I got mitts on. I'm in California. Hey, how like, many times, to be here? honest, how many times yeah, was he hitting like money. a shot? And you're like, I could hit this better than him right now. Oh, every chip that he made. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I got this. Oh, oh every, every chip. chip is yeah, nationally. And he was struggling. Really? With That's only, that was our only problem, the chipping and putting. Let's talk about, I got something in my notes here. Let's talk about oh, yeah. the putting stroke, okay? I like most of notes. Yeah, most times you're on my team, so, but, like, if there was one thing, a scouting report, right? Like, O'Brien slow, takes a lot of penalties, can't get him out of the bar. Yeah. Like, for you, golf would be, like, hits a great driver, decent iron player, chips like a tour player, putts like a blind man. You know what I mean? Like, that, <laughs> that was, was in the report. Yeah, that was the report, right? Was like, I think it's on there. Yeah, like, I mean, putts like a blind man. Now, you got this black putter that's just fucking buttery. Talk to me. What happened? Was it just... Taylor made. Yeah, yeah. Casey. Happened, Taylor Casey. Taylor made. Yeah, no, I actually... I Well, putting's all about confidence, too. Totally. Why do you think this guy putts so well? He doesn't put he them all. He's, he's going to make everything. Fuck everything. He picks them up for match good. All that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse handicapper. No, yeah. it's... uh. No, it is. It's just been like I, I went when I went down to TaylorMade a few years ago. Um, I got to, you know, I worked with the guy for, you know, half an hour the one day and he kind of just was like, he's like, your putting stroke's great. He's like, what's why aren't you putting well? And I was like, I don't know. I thought my putting stroke sucked. So yeah, it kind of yeah. just changed. I think I, I got a little, you know, you roll a couple. Um, yeah. It can go both ways, but. Um, it's really helped me. Well, I'll tell you what I like. I like you to roll a couple in on that fellow right there over there, over there today when we, when we head to the golf course here because we will pull out the chipper on 18 again. We got six guys today. That's what six I heard. Six guys. Yeah. A couple of legends. We're going to play for that. Yeah, Jim Abbott. 
Uh, Benny McAllister, a legend for different reasons, but uh, <laughs> much different. Yeah, I, I guess you. Uh, we're gonna let you go here. We can do this all day with you, but um, oh, how's the family? Okay, well, go we're gonna go, 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 go to the golf yeah, course. Go ahead, well, no, but I don't want to. It's we're going back serious talk. You guys want to do that for oh, a second? Okay, serious. let's. Get, I just love okay, the fucking so did motivation. You guys, did you, you guys hear this? That the NHLPA is currently voting for a replacement for Donald Fear. I did. Yeah, currently, yeah. Like yeah. currently, right now, I think in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Do you think it's time, Getsy, that the NHL has a vote to replace? Gary Bettman. Whoa. That's a hard one to address because I think or that do you like, think he's still like got it figured out. Like, is he still the guy? Is he still the guy? Does the NHL maybe it's time they switch it up? Yeah, I got I think it goes back to like um goes back to the same way I feel about the coaching thing. Um, having an old guy at the helm is fine as long as you have young youth coming in. Yeah. Um, to kind of, you know, address the issues that are surrounding the NHL now. Yeah. Um, Cause I think the economics and all that stuff, I don't know enough about it all um, to make a judgment on, but from what I understand, Gary's done a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, so well, it's kind of hard to like, as long as you surround yourself, I just, I feel like if you stay in an old school mentality right now, you're, yeah. it's going to go the wrong way. Yeah. And I guess my point being is like, there's going to be a fresh new face to the NHLPA. And I think that that's just great. I think it, at times it needs to just, you know, it, roll over and change. And with that, maybe a new face to the NHL could really bring light to like how to really expand, Yeah, you know, yeah. just two fresh faces with no history, no past to each other, mm-hmm. but understanding that we still need some people that are executives to kind of help us make the decisions. But when he sit at the table face to face, there's two fresh guys. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you there, especially with the game now. Um, and the, and the world now yeah. um, to grow the game. It's, it's marketing. Yeah. You have to be able to market because yeah. it's so accessible now everywhere mm-hmm. in the world, not just in North America that um, if you can get someone that can understand how to market at this level with these kids, um, I think you can change the game. Yeah. And I think, listen, I, I, I mean, deep down to, I hate Gary, right? Fuck that last lockout. Are you kidding me? I just signed three or ticky. I was like, what's going on here? Let's, let's just play. Like, I still don't know. What they got and we didn't get. We just Who, didn't. you signed a three year deal. Yeah, where? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Greg Sherman. I'm Gary Sherman <laughs> in Denver. Three years, buddy. I feel like you made a call to Gary and said, "I made a mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake. We just I, locked I, these guys out for a little bit." He was backing up the Brinks truck. I was Denver, backing up the yeah. Brinks truck yeah. in Denver, and then that lockout hits, and it's just like I think Gary's done a great job on it on the owner side. Yeah, but I'm with you. Like the hard cap. It's something they got to look at. Like to me, when you can't call guys up and down and, and, and this and that, like well, the hard all those cap rules to me, have gotten too yeah, complicated. Like, fuck to me, when I watch the game right now and I, I get it, COVID has affected the cap, the fourth line and some teams on the third line. Yeah. It's watered down to me. It's guys that I, I don't think would be in the league if the, the cap wasn't so, you know, like I think it'd still be veteran guys that could, you know, they could squeeze them in with a luxury tax or this and that. And the product would be better. And then if your fucking guys are hurt, you can call someone up from the minor league. You don't have to. You know, stuff like stuff like that, I think a new commissioner, if you come in, would maybe look at and help grow the game and make the product on the ice better. I mean, I think our, our superstars is as good as they've ever been. Yeah. Our muckers, we, our muckers could be better. Yeah, yeah, eh? yeah. Still be, provide that, like, energy. A little muck, character. Yeah. A little muck. muck. Yeah. A little muck out there. But uh, <laughs> Well, that's all. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I, I guess I want to thank you because, uh, you know, when the coach says you put a, you put a game on film that... You know, you, you did it yourself, boys. You, I know you can play this way every night. <laughs> I know you can play like this every day now. So <laughs> like, hard, huh? he played his guts out. I love it. He put it tape ah, to fun. tape. Um, Getsy, we love you, obviously, buddy. Let's, let's try to do this a little bit more. But first and foremost, let's go get these guys on the golf course today. Love that. We're All going right, after him. Thanks, Thanks Getsy. Thanks, Getsy. Thanks, you're the $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? 
If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 